All right, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, my name is Alex Barthet. I am a board-certified construction attorney. And today, we're going to talk about the changes to the lien law, uh, plus some other changes that will affect your business in construction. OK, so what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about when the effective date uh, of this, these changes happen. Effective change. So all of these changes that we're going to talk about go into effect on October 1st, 2023. There are some changes in the laws that I am going to review that have a different date. When they do, I will mention them. But generally speaking, all of these will happen as of October 1st, 2023. Uh, definitions. So the biggest change uh, in the definition section of the lien statute is the inclusion of construction management as a lienable item. Uh, I would tell you as a practitioner, we would typically just lean for it anyways. Uh, but now it's been put into the statute specifically, if you do construction management, you have lien rights. Now what's interesting is how they define it. So they specifically add those who provide construction management services, and they define what those are, pre-construction uh, type work, um, program management. But what's interesting is the last phrase, um, this on, and construction for the project. So the way I read it is that, because you know, we get questions sometimes, uh, I just did submittals, the project never happened, I never got mobilized, do I still have lien rights for this five, ten, twenty thousand dollars worth of work that I did? And the answer generally was no, that you need to do some real improvement to the project to have lien rights. Um, so I think that intent stays because of the inclusion of and construction for the project. So if you're hired as a construction manager and the project never happens and, and you never get to do any construction management services in the actual uh, improvement of the building, I don't think you have lien rights still. So you get hired to be a construction manager, you do a whole bunch of scheduling, pre-con work, but nothing happens on the site. I would tell you, I don't think I don't think the way it's defined gives you lien rights in that sense. Now, if you did all of that and something happened on the site, you demoed the building, you did some excavation, I think you can then kind of weasel your way in that something happened at the site to give you lien rights for all of that other work. Uh, the next change in the definition, final furnishing. What does it mean? Now, I'm going to read it so you all, the only part that changes is the last section that's in bold, but I want to read it because I think it's important for everyone to understand, because I get this question a lot. Like, when, when, do I, when is my work done enough so that I have lien rights? So final furnishing means the last date that the leaner furnishes labor, services, or materials. Such date may not be measured by other standards such as the issuance of a certificate of occupancy or the issuance of a certificate of final completion and does not include the correction of defective of deficiencies in the leanors previously performed work or material supplied. So you got to go back and you got to fix something that doesn't extend your lien rights. Any punchless work doesn't extend your lien rights. The day you get the CO on the building, even though your work may have been done a month before, but you get the CO today, that doesn't count either. It's got to be the day you actually do work. So the change that happened this year in the statute typically uh, it specifically deals with rental equipment. With respect to rental equipment, the term means the date that the rental equipment 
was last on the site for improvement and available for use. That last on the site of improvement was added. It always used to just say was available for use. So the indication is that if you rent an excavator or shoring and forming equipment, the last day that it's on the site for use, um, and it, again, it's got to be on the site for use, and that's what gives you lien rights. So if you remove it from the site, your time to lien has now ended because the material is no longer on the site, and it has to be available for use. If you didn't use it and it's sitting there, you can still bill for it and still have lien rights. If the excavator's sitting there and it doesn't work because it's broken down, it probably doesn't constitute available for use. So it's got to be functional um, in order to have lien rights. Yeah, so the question is, what if I send someone to babysit uh, an inspection to get my final? And the answer is no. You actually have to do work. No, it's not even when you send the email. Uh, it's when you actually do when you actually do the work. Um, people think that as a, as a construction lawyer, we fight a lot about when last work actually happened. It hardly ever comes up. Um, it only comes up when you decide to record your lien on the 90th day. Because then if they can show that your 90th day was actually the 91st day because you weren't there that day, that's when we all start fighting about it. Um, but as far as what is last work, it's got to be work that is within your contract or an approved change order that was authorized by the owner and entitles you to some type of compensation of some sort. So, you know, closing out work that you already billed is still okay, but that 100% pay app that you sent last month is going to now be a problem if we go to court because they're going to say, well, why did you send a 100% pay request last month if after that date you um, is when you say that you did last work? So keep that in mind. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by MakeMeConditional.com. You sign lots of releases in order to get paid. And best practices suggest that you make every release conditioned on actually receiving that payment. How do you do that? By making the release conditional. Now, some releases are conditional when they're given to you. But in my experience, most are not. So you can make them conditional by adding conditional language. You can do that by handwriting it in every single time, or you can go to makemeconditional.com and we will provide for you for free a stamp that you can use that will stamp any release with conditional language so that you can simplify the process. So if you want your absolutely free Make Me Conditional stamp just go to makemeconditional.com, fill in the information, and in a few days, you'll have your free stamp.